Oh, welcome back to Sidetracked. I usually don't do an intro, right? Well, I did one last week, which is something you might have noticed. And that's because I, I, and again, I had a mic issue, which I realized was a computer issue, which I went to the app store about. And, you know, if you're hearing this and you have Apple Care or you think you have Apple Care, um, it's not like Netflix. You can't just get it again. Once you, it expires, you can never get it again. So renew your Apple Care, please, because they won't fix my speakers, and that's why I had an issue. So, uh, yeah, public service announcement. If you're looking for a New York City apartment or you want to know what the fuck is going on with rents being insane, um, this is the episode for you. It's trickled in throughout the episode, especially towards the end, but Evan's take is so interesting, and his business is really interesting and it's a really good resource and honestly really fun conversation so please enjoy and send it to your friends who are have questions about real estate in general because evan evan's educating he's he's learned something so thank you okay this is my first question always in the length of a tweet. Who are you? How many characters is that? 140. Wow. That's a very good question. And I, I like that question because it's like you, you can't have a canned response for it. Like, no. Like a question that I ask people is like, well, let me ask you a question. And then they'll answer this, <laughs> okay? okay? Uh, my version of that is what is the title of this chapter in your life? Um, uh, that's a really good question. Um, it's really good. Because it's, like, fresh, freshly page five of the chapter, mm-hmm. I'd say. So uh, you just finished another chapter? Yeah. What was the title of that? It's supposed to be hard. That's it's probably... It's supposed to be hard? That's yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to give me any, like, any of the chapter, or you just want to give me the title? I don't... You don't have to. I don't. I'm, I need to think of the title first, and then I feel like it'll explain it. Um, well, I was talking about from the, of the previous chapter. Oh, the previous yeah. chapter? Oh, it was just, like, a lot of hustling mm-hmm. and a lot of, like, deals. Yeah. I, I'm i cut yeah. this out, Caroline. But, okay, so um, that was your previous chapter. That was the previous What's chapter. chapter? Uh, probably now, how do you have fun with it? How do you have fun with it? Okay. Yeah, because I just finished a lot of things right. that I'm, like, I'm, like, so... Right. Uh, project oriented and then I finished a lot of them and right. now I don't really know how to enjoy them gotcha. I suffer like severe dopamine crashes when I finish stuff Definitely, it's so bad I'm like really bad at being content that's, I that's just talked about battle. it that's good you want to you want to <laughs> continue to have momentum and keep moving forward yeah and it's like once you stop you're just like stagnant people can feel that like I want to yeah. have like six seven eight different projects going on at all times and like one yeah. good thing will happen, and one of them that will keep that'll be like the positive thing for the day mm-hmm. that will like push me forward. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, Question: yeah. Can the camera see this? Probably. I just know that I'm gonna be stroking this pedal the entire time because it feels people nice. do that. It, it feels like, like a mustache. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I like it a lot. There's so many pillows in this room. Yeah, um, yeah. but I only have one pillow. Really? It's just that's such a man thing. I, well, that's so weird. I, I slept on. A, a mattress on the floor for a very long time. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. I understand. Did I eye roll back? Yeah, okay. so bad. Maybe You're actually like in the back. Of I actually head. can't help it anymore. It's so bad. Yeah, but I got, uh, I got, I had a friend, Ken, actually, the okay. very bad at her manager. But, um, he, he's like, yo, I have a queen size mattress. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe. 
And then I went to go drop off a check at my friend's apartment. I'm like, yo, Dylan, what's up? He's like, I'm moving out. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. Like, yeah. You saw anything? He's like, yeah, I'm sorry, a queen size uh, frame and a dresser. I'm like, wow. So wow. I, 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 the stars had to align after seven years. I live on a queen size mattress but i only have one pillow so i have to get another one you do have to get a, another one you need many pillows to feel safe like it's not even about the blanket anymore. i don't want to, this is another thing i'm a huge proponent of doing things in the correct era in my life yes i don't want to be comfortable right now that's why i like sleeping on the floor that's why i like living in the fifth story walk up that's why i like like all these like that's why i like new york that's what yeah. jerry seinfeld loves about new york it's like you move to like for example california it's like everything's so soft everything's so like easy you move to new york there's cabs barking at you there's old people yelling at you there's yeah ups, there's you're getting mugged it's yeah. like a lot of resistance yeah i mean the thing about california that i don't love that i feel like new york babies you in yeah. is that there's always entertainment in new york you're right. never that bored right um and if you are bored you're like then i'm probably boring uh, yeah, you know definitely. where like yeah in california it's like you have to really entertain yourself i wouldn't know yeah. Why you've never been to California? I've been there like seven, eight times. I've never lived there. Yeah, I've never lived there. I've only yeah. been. To, I've been to LA and I've been to San Diego. Um, I was in San Diego. Weird. too. that's fun. Yeah, I went to Comic Con there. Okay. Like if like yeah. when I was like thirteen, so. I still have an answer for you. So. Length gonna... of a tweet. Also, make it, yeah, we're still recording. My okay. computer's being insane. Okay. So I might look back and then have to randomly voice memo at some point. Okay. Yeah. But just letting yeah. you know. Yeah. Technology can sense fear. So no, know. it can. It sniffs blood. I get it's that. scary. Have you ever tried to print something? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. When you really Emphasis need it. Emphasis on try. When you really need it, and yeah. it guaranteed doesn't work. If, yeah. it's like, if you're like, oh, like I don't know, I guess I could print it. No problem. Fresh ink. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some parchment. You really need something mm -hmm. jammed, like yeah. power outage. Smoke. Smoke. <laughs> yeah. What was your original question? Tweets. Tweet. Also, okay. I want to know your chapter. What, what about what about tweets? Describe yourself in the length of a tweet. What what aspect of myself? Like, that's not for me to design. Yeah, it is. No, it's this not. Is what show. does myself mean to you? What does so? What does me as a person? Yes. Okay. I'll explain it like this. Okay. I I saw so I was like, really young. I always thought it was pretty cool. If you if you know what you do, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know? how you do what you do? Yeah. Do you know why you do what you do? Yeah. Okay. That's good. So, <laughs> a lot of people, everyone knows what they do. 100%. You ask everyone, what do you do? Blah, blah, blah. People are like, oh, how do you do it? People are a little bit more murky, but they pretty much know. And you ask someone, like, really, why? Well, I'll ask you, really, why do you yeah. do? Like, why are we here right now? Why do you do what mm -hmm. you do? Let's hear it. Why are you asking me that question? I'm just curious. I do things to chase the feeling of properly expressing an idea while making it creative. Mm. Why is that? Because it's my only way of truly communicating. Mm. You, you answer that question very, very well. So back to what I was saying, if you like listen to like uh, Barack Obama or I guess Elon Musk isn't a great example right now. Anyway, <laughs> someone of influence, yeah. someone of influence, and yeah. you hear them speaking, they start with why, then they go with how, then they go with what. They sort of reverse engineer. Right. So whenever people ask me a question like this, I'd say why I do what I do is I look like I, I in greatly enjoy unlocking potential in products mm -hmm. 
uh, in portfolios, which would be real estate and people. Yeah. And people is like the most rewarding. Like, for example, like you give someone an opportunity that they've never been given an opportunity because yeah. they, I don't know, maybe they look funny or they're, yeah. they, I don't know, there's something society deems them as weird and they're mm -hmm. a, they're a circle hole that have been shoved into like a square their entire mm -hmm. life or whatever square into a circle. And you give them an opportunity and they wildly succeed. Like that makes me so happy. Right. So, uh, so if I was going to do a tweet, Evan Rugen um, enjoys unlocking potential in people, products, and portfolio. Okay. Or, or portfolios, yeah. I like the word portfolio. Yeah. It, you know? Yeah. It's not Triple used P. enough. Yeah. Triple P. Yeah. Okay. Even though it's like the broad scheme of things is unlocking potential, why yeah. did you specifically do real estate? Um, well, I moved to New York City from upstate New York when mm -hmm. I was 19 years old to walk dogs. Um, I lived in the Upper West Side. Nice. Didn't have a fake ID. I'm 27 now. I barely had any facial hair, so I couldn't like, yeah. get a date. I looked yeah. extra. I was just like this just kid mm -hmm. who had never been to New York before. And I was, uh... Wait, you lived in upstate New York two hours away, and you had never been to New York City before? Yeah, not really, no. That's I've been here for, like, pride parades a few times, like, with my hands. Yeah. But, like, you're, you're 13 or 14, you go to Times Square, you go to the M&M store, you get a bag of M&M's, and you go, you go see, like, uh, you know, you go see, uh, the Lion King on this. Right. Like, you're not, like, in the city, you're okay. here for a fleeting moment. But it was always just, like, always just, like, the light end of the tunnel, which was, which was, like, yeah. cool, like, like, just hearing about New York, like, the city. Yeah. Um, so I moved here when I was 19, and I had no money, no friends, no college degree yeah yeah I, I, and like real estate was like the only thing I qualified for ever I was okay. in my first year of community college the only year I went and I was in like the entrepreneurs club and like there's a kid there who like got his real estate license I'm like oh how old is he to do that he's like oh 18 I'm like oh I thought he was 21 I think yeah. 21 so finished my first semester of college um, came out of the city in January of 2014 got my real estate license went back upstate finished my second semester, moved in with this elderly couple that I met waiting tables, lived with them for as long as I could physically stand them, like walk their dogs every morning, made breakfast for them every morning, watered the plant, sold real estate. Imagine buying, you know, real estate, which one of the, you know, paying great rent or buying yeah. a place from, buying from someone who was unfamiliar with the product, right. who's 19 years old. I was the worst real estate agent <laughs> out there. I was, I was yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah. But that's uh, what I qualified for. And like, after like four months, I closed my first deal. It was $700 and like, I started crying. I got like the, the yeah. check advance. I've been eating McDonald's every single day. Like, yeah, so much undoing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be in this industry for the rest of my life. And okay. I think, I, I'm not really that involved in rental real estate anymore, but I think in our, my, Biggest year, I think it was like 2019, I rented over 500 apartments and we did like, I think like $3.5 million in commission. So um, it definitely scaled pretty pretty quickly, but it was yeah. like, you know, a, a lot of trials and tribulations to get to that point. Right. Why don't you rent anymore or like do you um, Yeah, I, so I got in when I was in 2014. So COVID hits, you know, it's like, uh, I am legend in New York City, you know, it's like, in, it's, Terrifying. It's, it's insanity. Yeah. All my friends are freaking out. Or actually, they're not. They're surprisingly chill. I had a friend who was waiting tables. I heard he was going to Florida. He was going to Florida on Monday. It was a Thursday. I look at tickets. They're $8. I'm like, yo, let's rock. Let's yeah. get out of here. He's like, dude, I'm waiting tables. I can't leave. Yeah. Tell your manager. He was at Kiki's at the time, the learning uh -huh. side. He's like, okay. And so we're like, all right, we'll be gone for a, a weekend. We'll be back on Monday. 
So we had $8 tickets, fly to Florida, I have a backpack, not wearing a very similar outfit, actually. <laughs> and uh, I just thought I was rolling up to like his buddy's you know, apartment like this, and it was his buddy's apartment, but it was his dad's house, and it was like an 18,000 square foot spot in Fort Lauderdale, like on a, whatever, marina. And I was like the fresh prince of Fort yeah. Lauderdale. I'm like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not at this time. I was there for five months, and oh I had a God. lot of time of like reflection and thinking, and I'm like, you know, I'm not having kids anytime soon, but I'm like, yeah. I don't want to like look, I don't want like, like, I have kids and they're like, oh, what do you do, daddy? Like, oh, I rent apartments, like NYU girls. Like, okay. I didn't want that to be my legacy and I knew I had a lot more value to add to the right. world. Um, and it was just time to do something different. And what is that something different? Yeah, okay, so in that time, I uh, created a platform that sources off-market deals. So like, uh, anytime, someone passes away, I get a notification. Anytime someone's late on a water bill, I get a notification. Anytime there's a problem with someone's property, I have a ping notification. Okay. And I buy the, I pretty much went from the real estate agent to the owner of the building. Okay. Um, so I will buy the real estate with like investors capital and help a lot of people out. Cause like people think, oh, I want to sell my house and use a real estate agent. Sometimes that process will take seven, eight months. Some people just yeah. need to sell their house immediately. Yeah. That's where I come in. I okay. can make an all-cash offer in their house, buy their house in 30 to 60 days, close, right. give them a check, they can move on with their life. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like I'm buying the house off someone, like a widow or, or someone who's like extended aunt passed away. And they're like, I've never even right. been to the house. I didn't even know her. Just like sell it. I don't even, or, or they have a lot of like emotional trauma. So it's yeah, like they don't want to deal with it. A lot them. of just interesting scenarios like that. Yeah. And it, it, it's really interesting. It's like we really are able to help people out like Mm -hmm. okay so there's a thing called short sales okay um so short sale means that you know you a mortgage you know so you have a mortgage on your property a short sale is when you owe more on the property than what it's actually worth the mortgage is worth more than the property and the person falls behind on their mortgage so the bank's like you like what is this so and people are, are when people fall behind on the mortgage, they just think they're just going to hand the keys and they're going to walk away with nothing, right? So we will go in, we'll intercept the transaction, we'll negotiate with the foreclosure attorneys, um, we'll we will give the person who is being foreclosed upon like fifteen twenty thousand dollars, and then we get the property. The only one who loses money is the bank, but at least right. the person moving out gets you know fifteen twenty thousand yeah. dollars they never would have gotten. Right. Yeah. What is your most gratifying experience with doing that most gratifying experience um i wouldn't say it's with a oh actually it is with a seller yeah rick my fucking guy rick shout out rick (laughs) i love this man um so we bought uh a house off a guy named rick Mm -hmm. um he uh he was moving out because he had a really serious workers' comp case. Uh, oil tank fell on him, crushed him, and he couldn't really move around. And yeah. like something with his neighbors were like calling into someone and reporting like, "Hey, this guy's walking around. This guy's walking around." Like a whole bunch of like crazy shit. And so we bought this house off Rick. We really helped him out, and the closing was coming up, and I couldn't find someone to renovate this house. And I don't know. It's like Rick's had seen so much life we were always like friendly during the transaction yeah. and I couldn't find anyone to renovate this house and I'm like Rick like 
we're, we're friends now. You told me, like, you used to renovate apartments, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, do you want to renovate your own house? And he, I don't think he was working at the time. He's like, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. So he put together a crew. He renovated his own house. We then hired from another house, another house, another house. Now he's my full-time head of construction. Oh, my God. And he, he's renovating, like, 10 houses for us right now and runs Whoa. a group of 25 people. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's, it's, he's, I, he's a really, like, special guy. But, yeah, it's, like, I got into real estate because I like unlocking potential, like, buildings. Like, finding an ugly building and making it pretty. Yeah. I've realized that what I enjoy more is, like, the people that you meet in real estate and putting them in a situation to succeed and have them and have them like wildly succeed. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like my head of, uh, hospitality was my best friend's mom that I just grew up with. Okay. She's been like a teacher her whole life. I'm like, yo, do you want to do this? And again, now she's like, you know, managing a crew of like 15 yeah. leaders and like, it's doing like really, really well. Wow. So what is the part of, you know, flipping and, mm -hmm. and doing this that people don't really talk about oh days. uh managing contractors okay yeah i mean if you you find the wrong contractor you'll be absolutely fucked it's like you know i've had you know i've gotten calls all hours of the night from contractors getting mm -hmm. drunk or people being on drugs on the job oh or my just god people not hitting deadlines people yeah. doing things wrong you know we were working on a property last week and it wasn't our property thank god but someone across the street was installing Wi-Fi and they, when you dig a hole in the ground, you have to call, and I didn't know this, you have to call something called DigSafe, which confirms that you're not hitting anything in the ground. They didn't hit a Fios cable and an electric cable and got a $75,000 fine. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my. Wow, that's yeah. probably the most educational thing anyone has ever said on the podcast. So before you dig a hole, call Dig Safe. It's very self-explanatory. So dig safe. weird. Look it up, Dig Safe. Oh my yeah. god, that's crazy. That's like when you cut down a tree, you need a tree death certificate. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. I had that for one night. Yeah. My mom put it in. And you pool. never want to cut down someone's tree because if someone like didn't agree to it, you can't plant it back. If that no. was someone's favorite tree, like you're fucked. There's so much protection on trees yeah. in general, especially yeah. old trees. Yeah, yeah. I like trees. Trees are dope. No, I like it too. Yeah. I know because my mom was putting in a pool and like, yeah. she needed a. Did she call Big Safe? No, she did not. And that was a big hole. We'll we'll call it if we do like a one foot hole in the ground. Because if you oh. hit like a power line, it's a huge fine. You get, like a lot of it's trouble. It's a big deal. Yeah. You could cause a blackout. Yeah, like, exactly. The whole neighborhood. Yeah. Can I guess your sign? Sure. I don't know it though. Well, you know your birthday. Yeah. yeah Good. Yeah. Great place to start. Are you Gemini? I'm not a psycho. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not an insane okay. person. Okay. No, let's hear. Let's hear one more guess. One more guess. No, it's about Capricorn. Maybe October twenty second. Oh, I think you're a Scorpio. Hold on. Yes. A Gemini. Thanks. I, no, I mean, Thanks, Caroline. that's that's not. That. I like some Gemini's. It's a. It's not. Let me see, Scorpio. Scorpio's worse, in my opinion. Uh, dates. Oh, the same birthday as uh, Kim K and Drake. And each Oh, she's a Libra. Day. Is she a Libra? Yeah, she's okay. definitely Libra. Cause she's yeah. a lawyer in the family. Oh, there's a suit shop over there. We'll talk about that after. I can't okay. go into the, my theory about the suit. Looks like right. David Dobrik over there. Which one? In the store. Oh no, it's definitely not him. You know Actually? Getting back into 
the apartment situation in New York. You okay, bud? Yeah, I'm good. I just have to stretch. Okay. Oh. Um, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. With New York City apartments and yes. rentals. Because it's scary. It's scary. And non-shifting. And non-shifting, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a really sad state of affairs. It, it, yeah. It makes me very uh, upset. It's something I'm very passionate about. So, obviously, you know, there's always, you know, talks and feuds between landlords and uh, politicians. Completely get it. Um, and I don't know... The I don't know all the facts about it. I just know my small subsector, which is rental apartments and rental units in New York City. So in 2019, they passed a law. It was the Tenant Housing Coalition and Protection Act. It was a it was a law that was made to protect tenants, and there's a yeah. lot of good provisions in there. For example, landlords shouldn't charge a hundred dollar application fees. So they only charge twenty dollars to run an application, yeah. which I thought was great. Like that's that yeah, the landlord shouldn't be making extra money on that, but one of the things that they passed was that um, when someone moves out of an apartment, for example, that old building over there, yeah. the person in there is probably 75 years old, they're probably paying $400 worth of rent. When they move out, they used to be able to increase the rent to, uh, yeah, they would they could increase 20%. For example, for, for oh, let's call it an even number. If her rent was 1000 they could increase the rent $200 every time someone moves out, and then um, one fortieth of the construction cost. That was the old rule. They eliminated the vacancy, so you can increase it twenty percent. And then, based on the improvements, if you do repairs, you also can barely, barely, barely increase the rent. And that sounds great, right? Yeah. Like, let's keep rent down in New York City. Landlords are like, okay, if I if someone moves out and I re-rent that apartment, I will devalue my building. Let me just right. run these economics by you, because it's 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 very easy to be like, oh, like like landlords should have to rent these apartments, but like think about try and put yourself in the shoes of this landlord. So the way that a rent stabilized tenant is valued is the free market rate, which is the rate that someone on the street needs to pay. Let's say it's five thousand um, dollars, and the rent stabilized rate is a thousand dollars. The difference between the two. Five thousand and a thousand is four thousand dollars. Four thousand times sixty. They would lose two hundred forty thousand dollars by renting that apartment for a thousand dollars to a rent stabilized tenant. So if you're the if you were the landlord's shoes, would you yeah. want to lose a quarter million dollars? No. So they let it sit vacant. So there needs to be more of a checks and balances where they are increase the rent a little bit, but the landlords are still incentivized to rent these apartments. Right. Or like a cap on how long an apartment can be vacant for. Yeah, exactly. You know? Something, anything. But every it. time someone moves out of one of those old apartments, an old old lady, old guy moves yeah. to Florida, passes away, it sits vacant. So every single day, New York City becomes more unaffordable and more unattainable for the average person. Okay. In my building, I live in a 10 unit building, There's, I walk by four vacant apartments on my way up my stairs. That could be rented to one of your classmates yeah, or a professor. Anyone. Anybody, fucking yeah. anybody. And it's just simply uh, politics. And I met with Eric Adams, not a one-on-one -on -one meeting. Yeah. I spoke with him for, for 15 seconds. He was at an event with me. I'm like, yo, what's going on with all these vacant apartments? He's like, we need to focus on getting people back into the offices. So this is not even on his agenda. Yeah, because Midtown has lost so much money from yeah. just like not having people in the offices. Here's another stat for you. Um, I have a friend who's very involved in data analytics and commercial real estate and stuff like that. Freedom Tower, pre-COVID, 
90% of people who had swipe cards to get into these buildings were using them, okay? If you had a swipe card, 90% of them were being used every day. Yeah. Guess what that number is now? This is this is data as of like three weeks ago. 20? Lower. Really? Yeah. No way. 13. 13. 13%. 13% of people who, who, the number was formerly 90, are going to the building. 13%. Oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so scary. I just, that's just terrifying, especially because like, I don't know, I love the, New York is so vibrant when people are commuting in right. to go to work right. from other boroughs. Oh, it's crazy. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I, you know, always travel during commuter hours right. and everyone's right. wearing suits and I took the ferry home one day, yeah. just like go home to my mom's and like, it was rush hour. Yeah. And it was like a Saturday morning and I was like, will I never see, you know, the commute know. be like this again? Think about this. If if office buildings didn't exist how they are now, how would they be recreated? If office buildings did not exist, right? And and if they were going to be recreated, how would they be recreated? They'd probably be just like massive WeWorks. Yeah, I, I or don't like really know. Facebook. Yeah. You know the way Facebook likes to merge your work life. Yeah. And it's like a capitalist tack yeah. to like make you want to work more and have incentive because you're yeah. like, oh my god, there's a coffee bar in the yeah, slide, you know? Table. Yeah, wow, I love work. Like yeah. when you don't, you just yeah. like perks. Yeah. But um, and I think I, they would do that. Yeah, and like the second point is like I'm not like a landlord advocate. I just want to see these apartments get occupied. Yeah, it's just a waste. <laughs> it's just a fucking. It's waste. ruining it for everyone else, yeah. the whole class. Yeah. And both sides have now agreed like this law is not working. Both yeah. Democratic and Republican sides, both are like, okay, we need to rewrite this. But it's gonna, I mean, I don't really, I don't know the the policies behind it. I just see thousands of thousands of vacant apartments. Yeah, and, and vacant like, office buildings. Just like that, that vi the TikTok that brought us together. Yeah. That I I have, I do one rental building every year, and I did the first open house, and there was fifty people outside. And I saw the look in these people's faces, like, like please help me. Like I just want to live just somewhere. Want an apartment. I'm like. Yeah. There's an apartment here. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I went back and recorded that TikTok in a wife beater. <laughs> and I took a shower and it came out and it had 60,000 views in like 15 minutes. And I'm like, this is uh, this is going to rip. This is going to go big. Yeah. And then, like the next day, like Business Insider, Daily Mail, yeah. all these publications reached out. I'm like, yeah, this is a real problem. And a lot of people had never heard of this. Yeah. And no, a lot of people don't know that yeah. there's so much vacancy because everyone will tell you, like, oh, inventory is going fast when it's like available inventory yeah, yeah, is going exactly, fast yeah. just guesstimating and all of Manhattan how many vacant apartments do you think there are I'd say 50,000 50,000 okay yeah do you think it's an equal issue in Brooklyn yeah just same, okay. same. If, if someone moves out of a rent stable apartment and it's not close to free market they're not going to lease the apartment they're going to let it sit vacant and people are like why don't they fill the apartment back to the point of the valuation of the building. Deteriorate. This, this is the valuation of the building. That's how it's calculated. The free market rate minus the rent stabilized rate. So if it's free market is five thousand, uh, uh, rent stabilized is a thousand, difference is four thousand, you times the number by sixty. So every time a landlord rents a rent stabilized apartment that much below the free market value, they devalue their building. That the difference times sixty, we got sixty is five years times twelve, it's a five year horizon. Another thing is there, there, and again, I'm not as educated on this topic, but there's something called 421A, which was a tax write-off 
for uh, landlords, which in turn made rents cheaper. It was a rent, you know, there was rent stay in my right. apartment. They let that run out. So like my buddy who lived in a rent stay was building, it's not like, it's not like you're paying $700 a month. He was paying like a good rent, like 31, 32, yeah. but it was capped. Yeah. But they they let the rent stabilization run out. And so now the landlord's like, I have to increase the rent. I no longer have this tax write off. Whoa. Okay. And, and top that all off, they don't allow to build new housing. Like, allow us to supply and demand. You build yeah. the supply, the, the price is going to go down. Or, I mean, I don't know why more of those office buildings have not been turned into okay. apartment buildings. Now, that's an infrastructure issue. It's like, it does, like, if you strip it down to its core, you unfortunately a conversion from an office building to a, a residential is very difficult. They right. have to tear it down and build new. Yeah. From my, that's what I've been told anyway. Yeah. Um, but especially so, with yeah, plumbing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. But it's just going to waste. I mean, the off- how many office buildings do you think are vacant in New York? Uh. Partially there still vacant. is a lease on them, but because they're they were signed a ten to fifteen to twenty years. Yeah. Lease. So as more and more time goes on, they'll become more vacant. But like, the 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 reason I started buying real estate in upstate New York, it's like people switch from five days upstate or five five days in the city to upstate to five upstate to in the city. Right. Because they they still want a little exposure to New York, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be here five days a week. Yeah. Because also, like, I mean. I don't know. I mean, it's so interesting because, like, I, I come from a family of people that's like, I don't want to fucking work from home. Yeah. People yeah. don't want to work from home. And then yeah. my roommate, Catherine, like, yeah. is like, it's my dream to have a remote yeah. job. Like, yeah. it's just so different. Like, I don't know. I'm very I, much I like a team. From home. Really? Yeah. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be uh, forced to go into an office. All my employees, we have, I think we have 15 employees in three different countries. Yeah. So, like, uh, no, no, we don't have an office. Yeah. Like, I think, like, we have an employee in Hawaii, we have one, a few in New York, a few in upstate New York, and, like, five in the Philippines. Okay. I think we have one in Mexico as well. Okay. I, I, I see the, dis- like, especially, like, right. with people working, you know, in different countries and being able to be on a team, right. like, around the world, I, I think that is beautiful, but right. also, I think you put on some i don't know like you have a different aura when you're in a workspace definitely working with people yeah. and it should be separate from your home yeah like yeah. not everyone can yeah. afford an office i agree with that even like being in here i'll be editing then i'll be answering emails then i'll be practicing all on my bed yeah because yeah. i don't have a no fucking office right. and then i wonder why i'm an insomniac i just don't think that's like healthy in general i agree with that you know i, I, I have the same thing man i have the same thing i'll like I'll like a blackout blonde and I'll like, I'll like blank it over like 7 p.m. I'm like, fuck. That I'm is insane. Hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, work never stops. I mean, it's yeah. the working from home thing is such a push to like overwork yourself to me because you don't get Would to leave it. Would you say overall the new state of work from home is it a positive or a negative? I think it's a negative. It's negative. I think wow. it's a complete negative. Yeah. I think it's a win for people who are disabled and like, yeah. or like, you know, around introverts or whatever, but... <laughs> Such an excuse, like, never talk to anyone ever. But, like, I don't think that's healthy, and yeah. I see yeah, it in adults around me wow. that I'm with. They can hold conversations a lot less, and they, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, I see social norms deteriorating. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know much about office culture, 
But I do yeah. know that, I don't know, I think you have to go through difficult conversations with people throughout your day. Yeah, yeah. To, to... You're totally right about um, social norms deteriorating. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm very social. I have no problem yeah, with anyone yeah. for general recreation. And I am going to start, um, I think probably in the next month, start a street series, just get outside, start talking mm -hmm. to people, start chit-chatting. Um, I was meeting with a friend last night, and I was excited to, like, flex my social muscle. I'm like, I haven't talked to anyone all day. Like, I've been on the yeah. phone, but I haven't been Not person, the same. You know? No. Not the know. same. Yeah, yeah. People always ask me, how do I get a rent Sobo's apartment? I rent Sobo's apartment. I'm like, all right, this is how you do it. And it's it's not guaranteed, and it's yeah. not proven, and whatever. But there's a registry of rent-stabilized apartment, DHCR, Department of yeah. Housing Community Renewal. That's how I found out my apartment is rent stabilized. And you don't, you get a, you get a letter or you might be able to go there in person and it doesn't tell you exactly what apartment is stabilized in the building. But for example, if it's an eight unit building and you get the registry that seven apartments are stabilized, maybe they uh, improperly deregulated it. So you can move in and then flip it back to rent stabilization. Oh, genius. What do you think of the future of real estate? Like next five years, New York. Uh, next five years of New York. Um, I uh, this is a pretty broad stroke. New York will always be New York. People will always want to come here. You know, it's like it's a natural thing where it's like you have to come. You have to be in New York at some point in your life. There's nothing else like you can come here with uh, a suitcase and make it. Move to Miami. You still need a car. Move to LA. You still need a car. People forget like the infrastructure of New York is incredible. You can get by, moving with roommates in Brooklyn with $800, right. and just scrape by. So there's always going to be that appeal. People are always going to move here. Uh, large corporations are going to start moving to more tax-friendly, and I've already started to more tax-friendly areas, like more red states, like Florida, yeah. Sunbelt, things of, th of that nature. Um, I think the largest private equity firm, uh, Ken Griffin's Citadel, just moved from Chicago to Miami. A lot of the financial institutions are moving from New York to Miami simply because they're, the tax benefits are so much better. Um, and it's like, you know, you're a rich person in New York, you're paying so much fucking taxes, you just get yelled at. Yeah. Like, all that, you just get yelled at. It's like, I don't blame them for wanting to move to Florida. Move to Florida, you know, state income taxes, you know, it's, it's you've already made all your money. It's like, you know, what's the appeal of living in New York anymore? Like, New York's great for, like, you know, it's really, really great in your 20s. I'll be here for the rest of my life, or I'll yeah. at least have some sort of exposure to New York. But, like... I don't blame them for, for wanting to get out of New York and move to a new market. Yeah. You know? Even, like, upstate New York has seen, like, a lot yeah. of... Yeah. Oh, my residents. God. Beacon, New York? Yeah. Not, like, Williamsburg. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy. Do you speak my, anything? No. Yeah, that's actually one of my things is, like, I'm not going to drink alcohol again until I can speak Spanish fluently. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. And if I never speak Spanish, everybody never drink again, I'm like, well, I fucking never spoke Spanish, so... <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why is that the deal? I don't know. I just, like... <laughs> I I know a little bit of Spanish, like okay. straight up, like off Duolingo. I'm not even comfortable like speaking yes. it, but like I learned it all on Duolingo. I remember uh, I was in Florida and like there was clearly a person who only spoke Spanish, and I said like, like and again, I don't even know this. Word. I was like, uh, I'm gonna pronounce this wrong because okay. I learned okay. it on a computer. I was like, tu tu, vive, tu vives en la calle, and they were like, see, sí. I'm like. I can't communicate. That was awesome. That was so cool. Yeah. I just mean, do you live in the street? It's like, yes. I'm like, oh. one thing that like really gets you upset. Um, when people hover.
Mm, hovering is annoying. And people who, like, are really unhelpful. I, I, I think I share that grief with you. It's like, there's a guy I used to work with. He was always, like, asking these questions. And I was like, hey, blank. And I would just start saying, problem solving. Yeah, like, figure problem it out solving. for yourself. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Come on, I know you got it. Yeah. I mean, I have that a lot with f- my friends in music. Right. Where they're like, oh, I'll ask you about what you're doing for releases and what you're doing that. It's like, I have a phone. Right. That's why I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I didn't get abducted by aliens and people taught me music business right. information randomly. It wasn't right. blessed upon me. Right. We all fucking Google. One last question yeah. for you, because you're not supposed to be interviewing me. Oh, I'm, yeah, I, just, um, I don't, like... You know, obviously everyone's favorite topic is themselves, and, like, I don't, I don't know. It's not always my favorite topic. Yeah. I'm with me all the time. It you gets are, quite boring. Well, yeah, well, you're with the, your future self. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's awful. That's why I do this. Yeah. Let's talk about me. But, yeah. um, the, what is the best word of advice you've gotten this year? Word? Just one word? No, 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 I'm sorry. Like, phrase. Dude, there's so many. I know, but there's just so pick many. from this year. One that, like, keeps popping up. Uh, one thing that keeps popping up for me now I'm a 27 year old male it's like you know some doors have closed it's like my mom's like finally accepting all right you're not gonna go to college I'm like mom come on yeah (laughs) um uh I'm very big on doing things in the correct era in your life Mm -hmm. like for example it's like all right you go out every night in your 20s wow heaven's nuts you go out every night in your 30s wow heaven's kind of crazy you go yeah. every night in your 50s yo evan's an alcoholic yeah it's like do things the correct era in your life like for example i so unfortunately they're like yo do you want to start a podcast with me i'm like okay opportunity cost here i could always do a podcast i think i'll yeah. always be i could always do this yeah but i'm 27 and yes i probably could always talk to people on the street yeah but when i'm 35 or 40 it's and gonna I have get family weird. and yeah it's weird but yeah. I'm someone hey babe you know my one day off on Sunday I'm actually gonna go talk to people in New York City and not hang out with you yeah I don't think she'll like that as yeah. opposed to hey babe I'm gonna do a podcast for two hours right. I'll be back so do things in the correct era in your life and also like like get over yourself if you are are thinking about doing something you're worried about people judging you I know this is a very combed over topic but like get over yourself no one's thinking about you nobody yeah. cares do whatever the fuck you want in your life that's the view of new york city there's no social obligation if you're doing something weird there's 10 other people doing something way weirder yeah um or, or, or another way in, in a very um grotesque way I, one of my best friends he was on a bike ride with a guy i never got to meet this is like three months ago he just moved to north carolina it was his first friend in north carolina they're on a bike ride just him and this other guy this guy goes on a hill, falls, hits his head, dies. He's dead within an hour. My friend had held him in his arms. So he was like, Evan, like, this was terrible. I, I'm, it's going to take a very long time for me to get over this. But you never know the last time you're going to see someone. Yeah. So when you leave a room or you leave a place, like, let them know how you feel about yeah. them. Because, like, you don't know. And a, a, a friend's dad, uh, pretty much like my, my coach in sports, he has a, a brain cancer thing going on from 9-11, and I went and visited him, and, you know, just walking by all those people in, like, the, yeah. the, 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 the ICU and, like, the, you know, you're, you're not coming back. Yeah. So do exactly what the fuck you want in life, and, like, don't, you know, get over yourself. No one's looking at you. No one cares about you. Yeah. It's like, do what you want. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Yeah.
Okay, we're good. Cool. And boom. Boom. You know what's okay, this